Today, we have Melinda Martin from Linden New Art. Welcome, Melinda. Thank you very much for having me. I believe the art exhibition opened on Friday, is that correct? Yes, so we opened the Linden Art Prize on Friday night, which is an exhibition that we put together that features recent graduates who finished a PhD or a master's from a Victorian university. So can you give a, I guess, a summary of the type of works that you're dealing with in this So this exhibition features eight artists and there is installation, there is 3D printing, there is painting, video, a whole range of materials and medium. I suppose I should maybe I should tell you about the first prize winner mm-hmm. who is a Chinese-born Australian artist called Ziying Zhao. And Ziying makes works that explores her Chinese heritage and the kind of negotiating between two cultures. So there's a video in her work in which her parents are making hot cross buns, but they're using sort of chopsticks to mix the dough. They steam the buns instead of baking them. And the videos are set up so that you can never really hear both stories at once. So in one video, her father's speaking English. In the other one, her parents are speaking Mandarin. And you can't ever kind of work out exactly what's going on at the same time. And that's what it's like to be someone who's migrated to a new country. Even though you might speak English, you still have to negotiate the differences between two cultures mm. which is kind of interesting. That really is it's that it's that limbo. Mm, it is mm. indeed. In general what is the purpose of the prize? What is it aimed to do? So it's to celebrate excellence really okay. because these are artists who have spent probably three, some of them have spent six years if they've finished their PhD sort of beavering away to make yeah. a new body of work and we know that when you finish university at that level and then entering into professional practice there can be this kind of really difficult transition when people have to suddenly put everything that they learnt at university into actually making a living on their own without the support of other students and a network around them. So we spend a lot of time with the artists who have won the prizes and we provide them with a mentoring program as well. So in the next couple of weeks we'll sit down with the winning artists and actually talk to them about where they want to go, what are their goals and what are some of the things they feel like they haven't got under their belt yet. And then we go out to our network of people in the arts industry and find them a mentor or a range of mentors who work with them to help them as they transition into professional practice. All right. So it's definitely like a, an invaluable yeah, platform. Yeah, it's kind of like, I guess you could kind of describe it as a bit of an industry placement program in a way, mm-hmm. in that sense of like leaving university and then going to professional practice. What have past recipients of the prize gone on to do since? Since? So Emma Coulter, who won the prize two years ago, she's gone on to be represented by a commercial gallery here in Melbourne. She's also gone on to have residencies in Berlin and travel into Europe as well, which is one of the things that she really wanted to do. Emma has a young family, so for her it was negotiating between who would look after her children while she went off on an adventure. So she's had to have a lot of conversations and she had some really interesting conversations with other women artists. So women who had young families and were endeavouring to make a professional practice happen at the same time and she really benefited from that. We also spent time with her working on a media strategy as well. So how to communicate with people, what are part of the stories that you tell, what are the stories you don't tell. So that's probably Emma's story. Other people have finished a master's and then gone back to university to finish a PhD or begin a PhD because they've wanted to really research particular ideas. So Simon Crosby, who won the second prize in that show, he's gone back to university to do his PhD and he's also was awarded last year an Australia Council for the Arts program and he got to travel overseas to start making a new body of work that's informed by his practice. So they're the kind of two interesting outcomes that we've had. Other people have gone on to, you know, lots of shows, travel, um, residencies, 
the kind of things that we like to hear. And most of them are still making a living from their practice, which is great. Nice. Sounds marvellous. Could you tell us anything about this year's prize? Certainly. So we've got eight artists in this show and the artists, I think, they're from nearly every university that's teaching art in Melbourne. So we've got people from La Trobe, we've got people from MARTA at Monash University, VCA and RMIT, of course. So maybe I should talk about RMIT since that's where we are. Tammy Law finished her PhD last year. Her parents are Chinese and she was born here in Australia and her work looks at the refugee experience and she works a lot with the Burmese community in Queensland and she has created these really large large-scale photographs, almost like a billboard-sized photograph. And in the photograph, before she takes the photograph, she projects an image of the person from Burma's homeland. So it might be, imagine a suburban house, and then there might be a video projection of a temple in Burma. That kind of sense of we might have this from the outside, we might all look the same, but on the inside there's a lot of different things going on. So that's Tammy's work. And then we've got someone like Farnaz Dadfa, who comes from Iran. It's quite a multicultural bunch this year, which is really interesting. And she creates this work where she creates a painting first and then she photographs that painting then she creates collage on top and creates a digital print and then from that digital print she takes another kind of image and then cuts them out into really intricate patterns like you would see in tiling or screening in Iran. This really interesting Middle Eastern and ideas that to do with feminism as she kind of explores this really interesting kind of space. So they're really interesting works and then we've got an artist called Jay Early who is an Indigenous artist whose work explores his own kind of identity and uncomfortability. So he does these really interesting videos, which is almost like he's lip syncing in front of a video screen. So you see someone kind of face looking at you and then he's responding to a video that you can't see. So this is kind of really interesting tension about like what is really going on here in his work. And then we have someone like Shane Nicholas who makes really interesting work using 3D printers. So he scans his body using 3D scans and then he creates these kind of images where he runs the file through computers and eventually the image degrades. So over time you get this kind of sense of like his body, there's you know a really huge large pink sculpture but it's kind of slightly out of kilter because as the file degrades and you use it all the time it kind of doesn't work and he's interested in this idea that here is supposedly a cutting edge technology but if you push it to its limits it kind of fails and if we think about how often surveillance uses that kind of technology we're kind of looking at probably a technology that's already analog in a way so he's making this really interesting conversation between what technology can show us and what we should be concerned about and I'm just trying to think of who else um Andrew Atchison is an artist who explores his own queer identity and he's made this really incredibly large modernist informed kind of mobile that hangs in the gallery space it sort of slowly moves around as the air conditioning comes on and it changes but it's this kind of idea that our identity is never really fixed that it's constantly moving it's constantly changing whenever you may stand in a room someone might present one aspect of their personality or one part of their identity but it doesn't mean that we'll know everything that's going on about them so I think it's a really interesting work to make to explore queer identity in a very abstract form as well so they're some of the artists in the show that are all doing very diverse and very interesting things. It really does become apparent that there's such a diverse nature that's like reflective of everything that's happening in yeah. Victoria. 
Yeah. You know, there's like the development in technology and then diversity, whether it be like gender or cultural. Yeah, absolutely. Is that something that do you strive for it or is it just something that happens naturally because that's the that's reality? That's something of, that happened naturally. Yeah. Whilst we always endeavour to have a fair representation of male and female artists in every exhibition, mm. it really is about the applicants that we select. So 36 people applied for the show. We had a shortlisting committee who then assessed those artists and then a final eight were chosen. And we just happened to have 50 50 in terms of gender but that's not something that we prescribed that's something that naturally happened and I think that's really great because it means that work is really strong that the judges are kind of looking at the best strength of quality and the winners are we have one female artist won the major prize and the second prize went to a male artist so that's not something we engineered that's something that just happened which is great. It is when you have to talk about gender equality and you know you don't have to contrive it then that's the the dream. that (laughs) is the dream and look we do take it seriously we Mm. do really look at you know when we're choosing exhibitions outside of our prizes we really do look at having a really good gender balance and really consider those kind of issues and can you give some details of how our audience can you know access this exhibition so the exhibition the gallery is in St Kilda and we're open from Tuesdays to Sundays from 11 till 4 so they can come and see it we also are just about to put up a online catalogue so people who can't come and visit us in Melbourne they can hop online and have a look at the online catalogue that has all the installation images of the exhibition as well. And then we also have a really interesting range of events and public programs that run alongside the exhibition. So because two of the artists, for example speak other languages. One of them, so Seeing, will present a tour of her exhibition in Mandarin and Farnaz Dadfa will present an exhibition in Farsi because this is one of three languages that she speaks, English being her third. So for us, that's a really nice way to actually celebrate diversity in our community. We're also doing an event to celebrate International Women's Day. So we're hosting an event with Elvis Richardson who runs the Countess Report and that's a report that actually looks and considers the gender equality in all the museums in galleries around the country and makes an annual report on that. So that's one of the conversations that we'll be having alongside our shows as well. It's wonderful. There's so much going on, not just the exhibition. So Indeed. everyone should get down there. Very timely with International Women's Day coming up in on the 8th of March, I believe. Thank you so much for coming on the show and being interviewed. My pleasure. Thanks for having me.